Boz has spoken. Welcome to the Land of Boz with Jeff Bosley. Holy crap. Hey, it's almost two years, two months shy of being at the two-year mark for me finally getting back to a new episode of The Land of Boz, recording on Tuesday, November 9th, 2021. Holy crap, where have I been? So 24 hours has passed, admittedly, so that's a little um, revealing of how the sausage is made. But I really have to get back to this show and do this for you, and so I have to be honest. But yes, 24 hours have passed, but I'm still going to work on this. Where have I been? (sighs) (laughs) Typically, the show has a format, um, and I kind of talk about a day in my life of before we move on to the segments. So I'm pretty much just going to have to summarize this because a lot of you have been with me or some of you might be new, uh, so I don't want to bore you to tears, but it's been two years since my last show. Um, I'm looking at the last show's uh, notes, and that was January 11th, I think, of 2020. Uh, I talked about Christmas. I had a little weekend wrap-up. I went out and saw a Kevin Smith thing. Um, Wow, a lot has changed. So in short, two years, uh, the cliff notes, uh, I worked up in San Francisco for about a year and a half, two years. There was some shenanigans with a high end billionaire client that I deem as a piece of, uh, explicative. Um, I had to stand my ground because I don't like bullies. Um, all my teammates, uh, cower to bullies and paychecks. And I did not, I was quote unquote reassigned, uh, which was bullcrap because, my position didn't exist anywhere else, so it pretty much forced me to be quote unquote fired and or quit. Uh, that led me back to Los Angeles. I chose to move back to LA with a great friend. I lived there just kind of in a survival mode in a like trade for rent um, as far as like I became a babysitter to some amazing pseudo nieces of mine. Uh, and Los Angeles was way too toxic and a uh, very set of circumstances, a lot of straws on that camel's back finally snapped that poor camel's spine and I finally said, um, F it, uh, get back to the Jeff. I was when I, when I left Colorado Springs, Colorado, the fire department there and burned my boats and tried a new thing and, uh, met some, a person specifically and met other people and just finally said, I'm buying a house in Atlanta, uh, sight unseen. It's mortgage is almost the same as rent in LA. So don't think I'm all hoity toity rich. When I say I bought a house, I mortgaged a house showed up uh here i am in atlanta and the first uh they lost i got scammed by some movers um that sucked but uh the great person who is in my life gave me some rocking chairs and the very first night i was here i was sitting on the porch listening to crickets out in the woods where my house is and all was good (laughs) that is the short version But yeah, that is what's happening. I've already worked more times in a couple weeks, months uh, since I moved here than I have in two years in the LA acting industry. Uh, God only knows, um, but we'll probably get into the weeds of it a little bit later in the show, but that is what has been going on with me. Wow, that was very summarized. 
right, so now back to routine. Let's talk about what happened this day in history that matters to me. Extra, extra, read all about it. Life story of Playboy Penny. Extra, extra. All right, so this day in history, I did start this on uh, the Tuesday the 9th, but it is currently Wednesday the 10th. So today, Wednesday the 10th, this day in history, my things I dis. I determine are worthwhile. Today, November 10th, 1978, Dan White, <laughs> the Twinkie murders. Dan White kills Harvey Milk and San Francisco Mayor George Moscone. If you've been to San Francisco, there's a place called Moscone Center. San Francisco sucks. At his trial, he claimed diminished capacity due to depression caused by a diet of junk food and sugary drinks. This has become known as the Twinkie defense, even though he avoided metal detectors, which would have detected his gun and 10 rounds of ammunition by entering the building through the side window. He later stated that he had intended to kill two other people as well. He was only convicted of voluntary manslaughter rather than first degree murder and sentenced to seven years in prison. He served five years in prison before being paroled, but committed suicide less than two years later while white. White had resigned from the San Francisco Board of Supervisors and then applied for reappointment. White was angry because Moscone and Milk opposed his reappointment. Wow. I don't know. I, I love me some Twinkies. Uh, today, November 10th, 1978. Big day and night. Big, uh, big year for stuff today. Uh, David, does anybody remember the faces of death? I did not know they were clear back in seven, 1978. I thought they were more recent than that. But the movie Faces of Death is released, billed as banned in 40 plus countries. It is purported to show graphic scenes of various ways to die in violent acts, produced on a budget of $450,000. Mother of God, that's a lot of money even now. It is estimated to have grossed $35 million in theaters and continue to earn money as a rental. I had no idea it even made it to the theaters. While some of the footage is real, the makeup artists for the movie claim that 40% of it is fake, including a scene with a monkey being killed. I only remember something to do with a guy tied to horses and his arms were tied to each horse and he they ran separate ways. November 10th, 1977, the first test tube baby. I'm just going to hammer these out. Uh, good stuff. November 10th, 1969, Sesame Street, the long-running children's educational program, Sesame Street debuts on public television with Jim Henson's Muppets. I'll be damned. Let's just keep on trucking here. Oh, of course, sorry. Um, this, this definitely even warrants a sound effect here. So insert sound here. The birthday of the United States Marine Corps. November 10th, 1775. For those of you who remember dates, 1776 is an important date in the heritage of the American machine. So one year prior to that, the Continental Marines were formed during the American Revolution. They were the forerunner to the U.S. Marine Corps. They were disbanded in 1783 and then reformed in 1798. And in all seriousness, a massive... Uh, Happy birthday, congratulations, whatever, 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 to all my Marine Corps uh, brothers and sisters. Uh, my brother, my literal brother, is a Marine. Um, they never say was a Marine, is a Marine. And I have a lot of connections with the Marines, and 
the one thing I will commend them, or I will commend them for many things, obviously, but a thing I will commend them for is their pride and their heritage, um, all the way down to their uniforms, to how proud they are of their birthday. Uh, that is something I've always admired about the United States Marines. So happy birthday, men and women. November 10th, 1989, German troops began dismantling the 28-year-old Berlin Wall, one of the most iconic symbols of the Cold War. If you remember that, holy crap, I do. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Napoleon did something, something. So, oh, men and women in the military, particularly people in my existence. November 10th, 1919. This guy was born. Mikhail Kalishnikov, Russian firearms designer, the inventor of the AK-47. Assault rifle. Mm, I don't like that word. Assault rifle. Mm, he named it the AK-47. Avlotmat Kalishnikova, 1947. Kalishnikov based his design on features of the American M1 and German STG-44. It is estimated that one out of every five firearms in the world is an AK-47 or closely related weapon. I will attest to that. Uh, moving on, moving on. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Sinbad. Comedian. Comedian? He was great in um, uh, Something Necessary Roughness. That was a great movie I loved. Football movie. He was born in 1956. Some more people alive and alive, alive. Some people more alive. Let's go to people that died. Oh, the father of the video game, William Higginbotham, died November 10th, 1944. American physicist, father of the video game. In 1958, he rigged up an oscilloscope. Those are those little things that like visualize sound for the public to play tennis on and New York's at, on at New York's Brookhaven National Laboratory. Uh, moving on, moving on, moving on. Oh, Jack Palance. For those of you who remember City Slickers or the guy that won an Oscar and did one-handed push-ups. American Oscar-winning actor Jack Palance died November 10th, 2006. Oh, that's really sad. I kind of forgot about that. Moving on, and I think we'll end on a not high note. We'll, we'll end on a low note. So that was Today in History. So here is a segment I would used to do called Just Journal, and I no longer do that. <laughs> um, not because I don't believe in it, not because I don't believe in like, you know, um, I think I always use the in the introduction, um, like scuba diving, plan your dive and dive your plan. Um, I've kind of, this will be maybe later in the show, changed how I'm perceiving life and kind of what matters. Um, I know there, for example, I know there's tons of Marines and like memes and generals that say, you know, first thing you should do is wake up, make your bed in the morning. I also looked at some people and successful people and that, you know, were very giant advocates of save time. What matters? Yeah. I, my house is 90 degree, everything are 90 degree angles and, and, you know, in its place, but you know, saving time and, and not making my bed, uh, you know, I'll flip it down. I won't do hospital corners anymore, but waking up and journaling. And I found there was a, I even posted a study in like, I think it was like psychology today. It was a reputable source, but it talked about how so many people study self-help books and, and manifesting and all these things that so much to the point that when they do, when it doesn't work in their favor, and I'm one of these people, it's actually more discouraging. So obviously what works for one person doesn't work for another and so on and so forth. But for me, it 
I was doing it because I was told to do it, not because it was working or felt right. So uh, I nixed that. Um, there, there might be something to be said for it, some sort of amalgamation of a better way to do it. But as of now, Jeff's journal uh, <laughs> doesn't exist. And I guess one of the uh, themes for this show is going to be, I guess, maybe reinvention or reevaluation. And um, this is going to be kind of a little mishmash of those, which will affect later segments of the show. So I will first kind of start on a little hippity dippity, happy, huggy ramble about some stuff that's made me change my perspective on my life. All right, so that's my little motivational inspiration or intro, I guess. One thing I kind of, this is going to um, impact, you know, uh, fitness and acting and various segments I've had over the over the years. Um, so I figured I'd use this as an intro as far as where I'm at now in my life and where I maybe because of what I've done or whoever follows me or whoever kind of is impacted by me in some way, shape or form. This might be something worth noting or learning from or taking and making better for yourself. But obviously, since we last spoke, not literally, but since we last listened to each other, um, this little thing called COVID has existed. And I'm not going to get into politics, beliefs, blah, blah, blah. But if there's one thing that came from COVID, oh, Yawn number one. Remember, I used to count my yawns. So, so far, I'm actually doing pretty good uh, 14 minutes in. But the one thing that I think came from COVID, or should have came from bare minimum from COVID for all of us, is some sort of self-reflection or introspection or just evaluation of kind of what matters. And not necessarily because I'm saying COVID is going to kill us all or not kill us all, but as far as just the world we lived in, it created, whether no matter where you stand on anything, a lot of isolation and a lot of time to sit and reflect. And if you didn't, maybe that's on you for not having done that. Me, however, my life didn't change much. As many of you know, I wake up, work out, work, go to bed, lather, rinse, repeat. Obviously, I do various things and socialize and, and, and whatnot, but when my employer in San Francisco, the billionaire POS, said, stay home, I was like, okay. It didn't really bother me. Um, but I did have a lot of, like, you know, what really matters, um, money versus happiness versus where I live. And I even made a post at one point. I'm really proud of this, but I talked about... Um, you know, this little triangle of life, the things you need to focus on. And I'm going to bastardize it because I forgot my own meme. Oh, yawn too. Um, the people you're around or your environment, the place you literally live, and the thing you do for a living, I think, were the three branches of my triangle. And I made a comment like, you're not, if you get all three, great. But if you have less than two or are you're a little between one and two of those three, you know, being... Uh, satisfactory you need to reevaluate and i was at that point i hated where i lived didn't like the people i was around no offense if you're listening sorry um we just you're good people but we don't think the same and that was it made great money 
so it wasn't worth it. And then so when the right set of circumstances came up, I was I didn't even flinch when I was like, I'm out. Um, but what came with that was a giant midlife crisis-esque evaluation of what matters. And for me, um, not to be a Debbie Downer, but long story short, anytime I post anything about my mom or whatnot and what uh, her name or her birthday or so on and so forth, that woman I reference to uh, or call mom, she's actually my stepmom. My dad remarried, uh, but my birth mom, the mom who gave birth to me, I want to say maybe a year, maybe a year and a half ago. Oh, here come the yawns. I'm on night shoots for this film I'm on. And we got cut loose early, but I need to stay awake anyway to do this and stay on the cycle. But I'm a little tired. Uh, but the birth mom, she actually, while I was in Montana working for this POS billionaire, um, she passed away. And we weren't, but when I hate, when I say we weren't close, it wasn't because we were, uh, we had problems with each other. We just weren't close. And that's on, that's on both of our shoulders. That's both of our, both of our faults. Um, but when she passed it, I had a giant moment of, holy shit, my parents, I mean, she's literally my parent, even though I wasn't raised by her, she, but by you know all all forms of the definition she was my parent are they're dying and that was a holy shit moment um of awareness of what matters of money haven't i've always i've been broke forever can't travel covid whatever it is prevents us from traveling a lot of really what matters and i say this a lot in various other platforms you know at the end of the day you know, whether you're Catholic or atheist or anything in between, we're just a bunch of meat sacks, <laughs> you know? Uh, and I've always said this since the dawn of time for me, if do what makes you happy, do what it takes to take care of your tribe. As long as you're not backstabbing, if you're a backstabber, that makes you a piece of shit in my book. But you know what? Uh, Greg Plitt, um, he's a, he was an amazing fitness guy, a military guy. Um, he's an amazingly motivational human being, but I guarantee people forgot who he was and he was pretty impactful and not just like, uh, Instagram famous. He was a legit dude and I'm sure he's been forgotten. Um, the amount of people that recognize his name when I mention it here probably are way outnumbered by the amount of people that have no idea who I'm talking about. And that just goes to show, you know, we're not on this planet to become, some giant famous philosopher famous celebrity or instagram piece of crap but we're going to be remembered by those we leave behind and so i kind of had a lot of come to jesus with my mother's death um the people that are allowed or that are remaining my father and who i call mom my stepmother um and i don't have it all figured out by any stretch of the imagination but my tolerance for shit is zero. Uh, I actually got a tattoo emulating that. Um, for those who've seen it, it's basically death uh, carrying the little scythe, scythe, whatever you say, that thing that chops corn husks. You know, death, the thing death holds. It's an image of death holding uh, the airbag, uh, the little oxygen mask that you would get in a plane if a plane is crashing. And the thing they say on the airplane is put your mask on yourself before you assist others around you. And to me, having death holding that on his little bl bloody blade 
completely personified how we need and definitely how I need to be of like what really matters. Um, if I'm not taking care of myself, I'm not helping anyone around me. And uh, I've exercised this new philosophy and I have not flinched. Um, and I don't mean it heartless, um, but somebody wrongs me, I, you know, I don't like shove them in front of a bus or anything, but they're out, they're done. Uh, life is too short. My life is on the second half. Um, people are dying around me and I'm not going to give energy to some of the crap that I'm not going to give energy to. Obviously there's circumstances where you need to fight for what's yours or fight for what you believe in and, and drag it out as needed. But there are some times where it's just like, no, I'm out and done. And I've lost a lot of friends this way. I won't lie. <laughs> But uh, ironically, one of the tattoos I had removed was the one that said no regrets. Not because I don't have regrets, because I do. I think uh, I would like to do, a lot, to do a lot of things differently, but I got it removed also because I'm like, no, I don't regret this. I'm very happy with any decision I've made, and if I lost people in the process, so be it. We're a bunch of meat sacks on this planet. They're not hurt. My lack of uh, interaction or existence in their life isn't hurting them. Their tribe is fine. They're fine. I'm fine. My tribe is fine. So F them and move on. Uh, I don't know where I was going with this, but oh, it was kind of in uh, a lot of my attitude towards the fitness section, maybe the actor section, um, when it comes to maybe like just any of the segments in the podcast, there's going to be a new infusion of this new Jeff. I'm not great at it, but I'm trying to be better. So that was kind of my little motivation section I, I sometimes touch on as far as um, happy, hippie, philosophy stuff so that's where i'm coming from and if you notice an infusion of that in the various sections segments of the show that is why but once we get on a groove we'll get back to the we'll get back to the stupid with that note we'll get we'll do some stupid soon all right <laughs> yeah i don't edit that stuff out you're enjoying that cough so uh, what I'm going to do is continue on with that little bit of post um, post deep chat I just did. Uh, we're going to move on to a little bit of fitness chat. Okay, I'm going to get a Bowflex. I'm going to commit. I'm going to get some dumbbells. You know you can't eat dumbbells, right? All right, so today's fitness chat is, I've touched on this before, and maybe it's, it's like I said, it's going to be slightly influenced by this new perspective I have on all things here just in... Enjoy this sound you're about to hear while I adjust the microphone. Yeah, that's what we got. Yep. Welcome to truth behind the scenes. Yeah. All right. So, um, I've touched on this in the past before, and this is kind of just infused with that new attitude I have on life. Fitness. Um, I'm pretty biased, but I'm... Uh, and I, this is not endorsed, but I, I'm very focused on the no, excuse the language, bullshit approach to fitness lately. And I, I can say this slightly hypocritically, but in that awareness, I can also say, please don't make the mistakes or choices I've made in my past that make the following statements and beliefs hypocritical. I've loved and pursued and always wanted a gimmick or a quick fix or a way out or something that makes everything easy. That's human nature. Who wants to do something painful? Um, but having tried all that and not done all that with equal results, more or less, I can safely say from process of elimination and trial and error 
that all the stuff I'm about to say really matters in the fitness world right now or that your fitness or health journey. And I'm not talking about anybody that wants to become a bodybuilder or some elite athlete, but just people that need to exercise. I think we all need exercise as humans. Um, I love being in shape. So that, but it's all the following I'm about to say still applies. Uh, and I'll pimp out Lane Norton. Um, I'm going to pimp out Jim Jones. And <clears throat> the common thread in that is simplicity. Just simple. <laughs> I posted something the other day where there's a program that Jim Jones offers called the Minimalist Program. You need bare minimum. And if you can think outside the box, you don't need anything. You can make it work. And with all of the tech out there, there's apps. Jim Jones has their, their they're partnered with a Train Heroic. So their stuff's on an app. Lay Norton um, has on his website, biolane.com, a workout builder. And they have so many workouts that are there, all the way from like stuff you need a gym for, all the way to you need to be at home for, and everything in between. There, and I'm not meaning to put my fellow fitness trainers and personal trainers out of work, but some people need that that relationship and that dynamic, fine. I get it, I support it. But if you think it's all or none, like I need a personal trainer or I need self-discipline or I need blah, 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 you're, you're setting yourself, you are setting yourself up for failure. There's no excuse. I use these apps because I'm tired of doing it myself. I've done it myself so long with great results, not great results, and I'm now getting equally good and bad results. And when I say bad, it's because of me, not them. But I'm getting equal results as using these apps. I use the Center app, C-E-N-T-R, Chris Hemsworth app. It's a little, it's a little uh, markety, but when you pick the workouts, there are so many good workouts in there, and they're on an app. I don't need a trainer. Uh, the trainer might provide you motivation and consistency and accountability, fine awesome. Some people need that dynamic and can afford that dynamic. Great. Whatever it takes. And I, this is the root of the fitness rant today. Whatever gets your ass exercising. And again, it's, I, I posted this the other day too, of like, if, if you're not getting results and I'm not saying like, Oh, I'm ripped at 3% body fat, but if you're not getting results and having, and you haven't consistently, and I'm talking like 12 weeks, this the health. Yeah. 12 weeks. If you haven't done one workout, quote unquote, program or one diet, and I'm not saying diet like starvation diet, but tracking your calories. So many people, do, I, if I, I posted this, I hate saying that phrase, I posted this, but the other day I posted this, I took a handful of almonds, threw them on my scale, weighed them. That handful, I have big hands, but that handful of almonds was like, I think 700 calories, 700 for some smaller people 700 calories is almost half of their caloric need for the day people do not realize how many calories they eat and then wonder why they are fat and out of shape and i'm not saying that hoity-toity or higher than thou but if you don't know what you're putting into your body and this there's some sort of stereotype or bad or, or taboo or negative judgment on weighing your food and all that and associating it with like a gallon water jug carrying bodybuilder that nobody should do it it's not that hard 
I can I can do a 7-Eleven run. I can do a skillet, nice little fajita mixed cooked meal, and it's all the same, and it doesn't take that much time. I almost and virtually 99% promise the amount of time people waste pondering what to eat is the is it actually takes way less time to make a decision and weigh the food as you make it than it does to do all the bullshit that a lot of people do. Uh, weighing your food and actually taking accountability for some sort of diet journal is, is not that hard. So just like anything, if you don't know what's going wrong or you don't access all the all the aspects that are going into your fitness or your health or your nutrition or your diet, how are you supposed to answer what's wrong? It's just process of elimination. I don't care if you're working on cars or your body or, or any other thing. There's You have to look at all the variables. And if you haven't addressed the variables, how the hell are you supposed to fix the problem there's too many problems to address if you're just leaving them all unanswered so i guess that's my fitness rant is quit complicating it and again i'll pimp them here out a little bit get jim jones minimalist program um i love their movie prep program you do need some equipment Go to biolane.com and look at their workout builder. There are so many workouts, whether you want to be a power lifter, a bodybuilder, or just in shape. His wife does those ones. Where they, I mean, she's a fitness person, but she's if you just want to exercise, there's programs for that. Um, and and I'm, I'm a center, the center app, CNTR, Chris Hemsworth app, app. Great workouts. I'm actually in the middle of doing their, I think it's called their Power Builder Advanced. It's basically a bodybuilding program. Um those are great. The Carbon app, um, it's it's Lane Norton's app, but it's not just a journal. It literally is artificial intelligence that t- if you are honest with what you're doing, it adapts and flex with your nutritional coaching. It is a coach. I use it and I've spent... I started weighing and taking into account what I ate in, since 1995. This app undoes and i don't say undoes like i was doing it wrong but it undoes the need to learn and have done what i've done um those are the ones hit them check them out quit looking at excuses um i don't know i'm kind of in this no bullshit attitude lately of exercising isn't hard it doesn't have to be some rocky montage those are those workouts are amazing don't get me wrong uh me personally i love those ones i have a playlist that gets me jacked up it's a superhero playlist and a lot of the stuff is orchestral music from like comic book movies and yeah cool that's great for me but if if you're doing zero going for a long walk daily that's more than zero so there you go success and if you do your best to track your calories for a day and you realize you're eating 5,000 calories when you thought you were just snacking and all those little things that have a bunch of bull crap like, um, you know, like organic or, or low cal, like all, there's so much stuff out there that's duping you. Um, but yeah, that's, I don't have a theme for that rant, but that was my fitness rant for today. All right, so moving on. I texted my buddy Scott Seagren, longtime friend and filmmaking partner, and while I wait for his reply to do some nerd talk and possibly cowboy term or sex term, and if you are new to the show, I'm I'm cowboy term or sex term is is pretty epic. But until then, we are going to do a little bit of talk about man stuff. Ah! 
okay so i know man stuff implies some sort of gender role and anybody who knows me knows i truly could give a shit um i was raised in a very traditional household where my mother did as anybody who knows a mother my mother did everything <laughs> and she was on shift 24 7. so she did everything father went off and worked uh, that was my upbringing in that dynamic it worked so disclaimer 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 just relax enjoy the shtick but today's man stuff and uh yeah i'm, I'm not going to disclaim it screw it if you have a problem with it unsubscribe <laughs> um but i've been sounds so arrogant and very back patty but i've been in two different circumstances with individuals who happen to be females who were surprised at various things i took massively for granted as far as skill sets or or education or training and it's i'm not saying there's a blame game or somebody's at fault but it does baffle me that stuff I I consider simple. And I'm anybody who knows me knows, look, I wasn't raised on a farm. I didn't hunt for my food. Um, I did Green Beret cool stuff. You know, as a firefighter, I, I used a chainsaw. Uh, to my father's credit, he's an emergency room physician, but he made me chop wood. He taught me how to install sprinkler systems. He... There was just some sort of, I learned stuff somehow, some way, shape, some form. And it, it despite being raised in a very blue collar upbringing, my father, I, I will always credit him for that. But there more than one circumstance I've been around who, someone who happened to be female. And I'm not saying these females were inept. That's not my point. My point was that when I did something, and I and that I found and I'll give you an example that was truly trivial to me like so so simple they were shocked and to me that's not I'm not this isn't a pat Jeff on the back segment it is a it speaks volumes to whatever world we live in and here's the example that comes to mind right off the bat actually with two different people who happen to be women again that's not the point but two different people this is so weird that this this example happened twice with two different people two different scenarios but i was at a table with two uh, two different sec two different times in my life in the last two years because i'm you know it's been a while since i did a show where the table was wobbly and i tipped the table and i reached under there and noticed the little leg thing was threaded so you could actually thread the 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 leg up and down to compensate for uneven ground to make the table not wobble while you're sitting there eating or drinking or whatever um and two different times two different people i did that just not even i wasn't showing off i was just i wasn't like look at what man do i just did it just thinking hey this table's wobbling i'm gonna fix it both of them were shocked and both of them made a comment around somewhere along the lines of <laughs> this sounds co a little cocky but you know it was a it was a sexy compliment but they both made the comment at the each each isolated times wow that's really sexy that's really hot i was like wait what that's not normal to you and again disclaimer 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 whatever 
that baffled me. I'm not saying every, I, if I had to skin a deer and like cut the meat out, I would be in screwed. I'm not saying I'm Mr. You know, Jim, Jim Bowie, Jim Bowie, whoever who invented the Bowie knife, whatever, Davy Crockett, whatever. I'm not that guy. I could figure it out. I've done enough in Green Beret life to do that, but I'm not, I'm not Mr. Man. Um, but I was baffled that that was a shock to them. Again, I adjusted a leg on a table. I didn't shoot a deer, skin it, and provide meat for family. You know, like, you know, so I guess that's my man stuff segment. Um, I, 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 half a sec, Scott is texting me. Anybody who gets this reference, two seconds. Um, I implore men, women, whomever, but I implore somebody, anybody, and in my case, my fellow man, and I mean that gender-wise, just because I'm a gay, I'm a guy. Educate yourself. Going, it's the same as the fitness rant. There's no excuse to not educate yourself. There's so much free. I hate the word content, but there's so much free information and content out there to learn from. You know, I had to do a survival show recently and I had, I had to dust off some cobwebs, buy a book, get online, remind myself how to light fires out in the woods and all that. And it wasn't hard. Um, the ability to take care of yourself and okay, I'm just going to speak from my perspective. I'm a guy who has a girl, um, learn to take care of yourself and your woman. I guess that's my man, my man stuff. So I'm actually going to write that right now. I do a daily show summary so I can post it. So today I'm writing this right now. Be able to take care of your woman. All right. But, and I don't mean that judgmentally, but you should be able to light a fire. Hey, I use AAA. I love AAA. At, at my age and my destroyed body, if there's a simpler way to do it with better tools and people that are paid to do it, I'm going to call AAA before I change a tire on the side of the road because I'm a big, giant, strong caveman. Odds are I'll break the lug trying to change the tire on the side of the road, whereas I pay yearly subscription to AAA. Why not let them do it? Problem solved. But I do know how to change a tire if I have to. The amount of things my fellow human, man or woman, doesn't know concerns me. If I had a daughter, I would be very concerned with the state of males or significant others. I don't care if I had to have a gay daughter. So whatever as partners or whatever, but my concern is that the amount of lack of education with what skills I consider not survival, adjusting a table is not a survival skill, but being able to change a tire is, or knowing who to call if your tire is blown and you need to call AAA, just it, I'm concerned. And this could be another entire segment, but that's kind of my man stuff segment today is assess your abilities and skills. If the world shut down and I'm not talking doomsday prep, that could be an element of it, but COVID, you know, a lot of stuff we didn't have access to. What if Instacart shut down? What if X, Y, and Z shut down? Can you take care of yourself? Can you take care of your loved ones? I guess that's the, that is the message.
All right, so everything's been very, uh, a, a little bit too deep, a little bit too um, <laughs> dark and weary with the two-year absence during due to COVID and my laziness. So Scott Segrin and I are actually going to be a little bit more lighthearted and fun and review a movie and the segment, I one of my favorite segments uh, called Nerd Talk. So this is going to be nerd talk. I got Scott on FaceTime on my laptop to the right of me. And oh. hey, buddy. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, a little bit of playing catch up. Um, let me bring this is this is still a work in progress. So I got bumped on the little film I'm working on that you know about. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Not actor bumped, but stuntman bumped. No, that's good though. Oh yeah, it's not a bad. That matters. No, it's not bad. But uh, I was like, the character is a police officer, and Ooh. the first thought was, uh, "Well, I have a beard. Cops can't have beards." So like, well, may call makeup, and we'll find out. And they they texted me back when I was on my way home, and they're like, uh, "You can have a mustache." So I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, for those who don't know, in the movie stunt crossover world, there's a, th there's a phrase called being burned. So, if there's a film being worked on and you happen to do stunts also, if they have you as a stuntman and your face is captured on camera, your image is burned because, let's say, an audition happens where they're like, hey, Jeff, can we're going to have you audition for Steve. And it's like, oh, wait, your image has been burned because you played cop number five in this stunt and we can see your face so that your image is quote unquote burned yep. but in this case me with a porn stash and it's a stunt most of the time you cover your face i won't be burned per se and this particular film casting's been done for a hot minute so odds are there's no mm. acting roles so anyway mm. like yes i'll take it but that means i'm gonna have to have i'm gonna beg for some sort of handlebar mustache but uh, sometime this week, I'm going to have to have a mustache. So Scott and I will be uh, must our, our film company will temporarily change to mustachebrothers.com. Hey, scruff is scruff. <laughs> That's true. So, um, yeah, Scott. If Besides, both of us wind up with a shadow after like three hours of shaving. So it's facial. Yeah, I have the facial hair I can match you with, but your hair, it, it grows like it's it's. Fucking jealous. Has anybody ever seen Teen Wolf? <laughs> exactly. It's Teen Wolf, or I, for some reason, I'm reminded of the fountain when it sprouts a tree out of his gut. That's your hair. Like, there's just something about your hair. So, anyway, right. Scott is here. We are going to review in our nerd talk, lighthearted. We're going to talk about New Guy. And right about here is where I'm going to insert, hey, let's listen to the trailer, which is horrible uh, podcasting. Uh, I don't know. Rules. Uh, we're going to listen to the trailer right now. Insert here. All right, we're back. <laughs> That's the trailer <laughs> for New Guy. <laughs> so, uh, Scott, thoughts? We don't. Scott and I don't really have a format as far as our, our reviews of movies. Um, I think Scott and I, we talked prior to hitting record. Something A, we both have seen. B, we both heard of. <laughs> and see other people have seen and yeah and i wanted something lighthearted. so scott new guy why did you watch it yeah. you don't you mean free guy free guy thank thank you jesus we're off to a good start <laughs> free guy. 
He could have corrected me two minutes ago, folks, but he let it happen for a while. I, I had to. I thought you would figure it out, but you didn't. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Free guy. Free guy. We, saw, we, both, we both are going to talk about free guy. Yes. Uh, for those who don't know, sorry, that's Ryan Reynolds. In case you couldn't tell in the trailer, he has a very distinct performance and voice. So the, Ryan Re- the new Ryan Reynolds movie. Sorry. Yes, yes. The second um, If you haven't seen it. I, uh, I'm going to start my review with recommending you go see it. Cause it's a good, it's a good one. It's a very enjoyable movie. It's an easy watch. It's, uh, lighthearted and fun. And, um, I think what I can say, if uh, anybody's listening who watches and enjoys Ted Lasso, it's kind of like that. It's, it's a pretty wholesome movie all around and makes you feel good while you're watching it, which is rare. <laughs> I actually am one of the, I have not seen Ted Lasso. And I know it's on the list of things I sh- should. Oh watch. man. Exactly. Yeah, I know. I know I should. It'll, it'll happen soon, but. Um, the, like, ah, this doesn't give away <laughs> anything at all, but I spent, I, I waited so long to watch Ted Lasso and because everybody kept saying how good it was. And then I was watching, I finally watched the first like episode and I enjoy the hell out of it, but I'm also waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm just waiting for this really nice, pleasant person <laughs> to become like an asshole, but it never happens. Oh, and I'm just like, this right. is great. This is, this is exactly what we need. We need a positive male role model out there. All right. I'll watch it now. Yeah. Ah, shoot. Oh yeah. Well, the reason I leaned into it, like, and I said this to Scott offline, um, is I, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds keeps pulling off being Ryan Reynolds and it's not, it hasn't failed yet. Whether it's like that six underground. Did you ever see that? The, um, uh, yes. Michael Bay yes. that worked and it's Ryan Reynolds being Ryan. Cause at the end of the day, I'm, I mean, I'm not Mr. Famous actor who has a career, but I don't, whether it's Van Wilder or new guy, free guy, it's still, Ryan, guy. it's still Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool. He's Ryan Reynolds in Van Wilder. He's Ryan Reynolds. The only one I saw some de- deviation from is, uh, what was the one where I think it was called Buried Alive? Did you see that? Oh, yeah. About. That and um, the uh, Amityville Horror. He deviated a little bit, but it's hard to unsee Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. But I thought those I two. Argue... Go ahead. Let's hear it. Go ahead. No, what were you no, saying? What I was going to say uh, Smoke and Aces is uh is a slightly different yes. ryan reynolds film as well true i, I, I know like people a forgotten give that movie, movie a that he's shit. in a forgotten yeah movie. i had forgotten because he's the agent right he's like the agent tracking him down yeah yeah and I he's got like that. a big a really big moment at the end too it's oh, great I'm, with, I'm, with, I'm with scored by the amazing clint mansell by the way <laughs> so uh, watch you that know. again yeah i forgot about that i forgot he was in that yeah and so like what i was telling scott off offline is that it, my first thought was, oh, fuck, it's Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds again during COVID. So they they had to like just put shove him in a green screen studio and make a movie real quick. But it worked like the whole like shtick, like the whole like, oh, I'm out of I'm out of my element, but I'm a still a super like he's basically Deadpool with superpowers that he's not like he's it's humorously he's humorously connected to um, it. I, I laughed a lot at the like the self-awareness and. It's almost now become funnier that Ryan Reynolds is man, like males and females, like everybody loves him. And it's almost funnier to watch him be so self-deprecating because he's got to be self-aware. He's like, he's 
not to be whatever, but he's a, he's got a great body. He's got a beautiful wife. He's Mister F- like funny. He's Mister Fit. He's Mister Humorous. Like he's checking all the boxes. Yet you still watch it. You're like, this guy's a nerd, dork, loser in this movie, and he sells it. And you're like, oh, golly gee shucks, it's Ryan Reynolds being it's Ryan yeah. Reynolds. So there, I, I don't know. Oh man, that was good. He can I do like, no wrong. Uh, he can do it all wrong at this point. Uh, he's, well, he's bad. He's bad in ten out of ten right now for sure. Yeah, well, we'll maybe come back to it. Have you heard the reviews on Red Notice, Red whatever, he and Rock and Gal Gadot? I haven't. Well, actually, that's not true. I've heard a few, not from critics. I've heard it from people yeah. like like us who've actually okay. seen it or have gotten to see the early screenings. Okay. And the, critics, the reviews that I've heard are pretty positive. Okay, the critics despise it, which makes me happy because there's a person in it I'm sick of seeing. So... But again, I'm, I'm wondering if it's the overall thing because nobody's I haven't heard. I've heard like the movie versus the people. But sure. That's sure. Not, Gal Gadot is gorgeous. She seems to have an amazing personality in her interviews. But I don't I don't put her in comic timing funniness, you know, like so that could be the thing We're, we we deviate. <laughs> but um, I have heard from a couple of people whose opinion that I respect that, quote unquote, Gal Gadot, you see her in a lot of stuff, and she's fine and she's good. Nobody's debating that she's not like pretty, pretty good. But I guess in this, she's really, really chewing the fat and chewing the scenery as her character in a oh. good way. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. She's Al Pacino. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, so those who don't know, I, I, I won't do a spoiler on <laughs> Free Guy, New Guy, Free Guy. I don't know why I keep on saying Free Guy. Guy. Free Guy. Um, it's it's. I watched it maybe I think only even a week ago and it has an uncanny time timely application to this weird world we live in of escapism. And if you're deep, deep, deep in the gaming world, avatars and like there are some kids in basements that their identity is their gaming profile, not who they are in the real world. And this touches on that in a sweet, it touches on, it has a little bit and it, it, uh, dispute me if you think I'm I'm off, but like it has relevance, but it's not so much it's punching you in the face with like a deep message. Like there's a message to be had, but there's not. It's not like painfully like bias. Like it it it, it touches on like the female character. It's it's almost like endearing, not so much like a a, a deep dark message of like oh gaming in basements is bad. It was sweet. And right. slightly uncomfortable because like, then this comes to the, I can't remember the philosopher. I think this is really deep. I think it's Descartes that has the big, I think the big, uh, the big person or the, I sounded really smart for about five seconds there. It taught, it's basically Descartes, the philosopher talked about how, what is real. And that, that starts delving into the matrix and all these things about oh, sure. like truly like, is it what we can touch versus what we can think and feel and plug into like, Oh, I know Kung Fu and all of those things. And it's kind of, and the, I think for me, COVID has made us go really like, what is reality? Like what could be reality? Sure. Anyway. And to me, free guy, uh, like tapped into that in a, honestly funny as hell way like there are some moments and i i won't spoil it without giving i'll just say some keywords captain america score from captain america moment that was funny as i hell. lost my what the shit, shit. <laughs> exactly 
like there were some moments and if, if you if for fellow anybody that are nerds like you will appreciate some massive moments that only ryan reynolds could pull off and get permission to do like i'm still like like love it i i was after i saw it i was i was still loving it and reeling from Channing Tatum's little little cameo. Yes. I was like, I fucking love this dude. It took me until like, later in the you movie. Give it to him. He commits to like everything, no matter how fucking silly it is. Well, it's so funny because if you've watched Twenty One and Twenty Two Jump Street, which are my two go tos for I dumb, I just rewatched that one recently. And it holds up. <laughs> I agreed. And I was just telling Monique about this, like 21 and 22 Jump Streets and, and 21 and 22 Jump Street tag and the other guys. I can watch those oh, and yeah. still laugh without, yeah. without hesitation. And, but I watch, I, I've dealt, I dive deep into the extras of 21 and 22 Jump Street. Channing Tatum is terrified of humor, of comedy. He has no improv skills. Like uh, what's his, his uh, um, what's the other character's name? The actor. Oh, Jonah Hill. Yeah, Jonah Hill. Obviously, he comes. That's his world. But I remember just seeing all the behind the scenes stuff, talking about how Channing Tatum was like terrified. He wanted structure. Tell me what to do. Tell me how to do, it, and I'll do it. But like Jonah Hill's like, oh, let's improv, and and like I can appreciate the terror of like for me, like my terror that parallels Channing Tatum's terror of like improv is dancing and singing. I'm like, no, you fucking choreograph it and I will do it. But you don't dare ask me to like jazz this stuff. So for him to do yeah. new guy, yet a, like free guy, free guy, a, free guy, that character is funny as hell because he's so anti goofy comedy, yet he keeps doing it. Yeah. Like when he was yeah. the sailor in whatever that movie was. Um, oh, yeah. Hail yeah. Caesar. Yes. Like yeah. he keeps doing this stuff, yet he keeps saying he's not comfortable with comedy. He's not comfortable with improv, yeah. I think is the thing. Yeah. And most people that do comedy or do it regularly are pretty good at improv and yeah. are comfortable just yeah. like making shit up in the scene. And he's like, no, I can't, I can't yeah. do it. He can add, yeah, exactly. He can do scripted comedy as if it was on <clears throat> off the cuff. But he, um, you're right. Like that was what was funny is the opening scene when you see, this isn't like a spoiler, but when you see Tatum in the opening doing like the card, like he's doing like 360s and all this stuff and like the very, mm -hmm. very opening it didn't register that it was him because the way they, they shaved his head or so, it was something off. I was like, that's not Channing Tatum. They didn't get to him for this. And then later when he has that like long little interaction, I was like, holy shit, it's Channing Tatum. But then it was yeah. funny him acting like the guy in the basement talking about his mom, like mom, like this, she's vacuuming in the background. And then he like takes on that role. I'm like for not doing comedy, he's really, really good at it. Oh, on that note, I'll transition for you. I, I'll butcher his name, but Taika, Taika Watiti, that dude crushes that performance. Taika Watiti is like he's having a, a renaissance right now. He's having well, a, not he's even a renaissance because like, it's not like he's had to come back. He's just, people are like, oh, fuck. They're giving yeah, this him, guy's yeah. great. <laughs> for, for those who don't know, he, uh, I think he got his fame on Thor Ragnarok as the director. He was well, the voice got, in like, the core. He was he the voice of the rock. Called name because of Thor Ragnarok. Correct. Yes. Yeah. He's been around doing shit for quite a while. Yes. And my ignorance, as deep as I love to think I am, my awareness of him was director of Thor Ragnarok and then voice of Korg. And then just, yeah, knowing him as a director or whatever. But I'd never seen him interact or quote unquote perform until uh, Free Guy. 
Yeah. And he's just being him. Um, I have an inside source that says like, that's him. That's him being him. And I think if you watch the extras of Free Guy, that's him being him. (laughs) He's not, he's not like stretching his character or his personality much at all. He's, He's just, he's having fun with it. Yeah. Like Flight of the Concords is how I came into Taika Waititi Wait, he directed and Eagle that? versus Shark. Wait, how he's like he he wrote like a couple of the uh, episodes and he was involved in like some of the producing, but he did oh. Eagle versus Shark with Because like, I know Flight of the Clement. Concords. I had no idea he yeah. was even connected to that. Okay. Yeah. He uh, oh, he damn. and Jermaine Clement did because uh, him and Jermaine Clement wrote uh, what we do in the shadows. But that's the series, the right? Didn't come out. No, no, no. There's a movie first in 2014. Oh, shit. But they actually wrote What We Do in the Shadows as a short back in 2005. And they like made it in 2005 as a short. And it finally got like paid attention to and obviously made into a movie in 2014. And now we have a series of it also. Yeah, everybody's telling but me yeah. to watch the series. Well, it's it's he, really fun. Yeah, and he's in, uh, uh, we just watched it last night, The Suicide Squad. Like a little, yes. more of a guest, like a little quick, like a very cameo, small part, but, but a good cameo. Yeah, exactly. That's a whole nother movie review. So obviously that's all over the place for free guy. Um, but Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds in a good way. Like, cause I'll always bastardize that. I'll say like, you know, it's Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise in a Tom Cruise movie about Tom Cruise being Tom right. Cruise. I'll say the same thing about the rock, but for some reason, Ryan Reynolds still pulls it off. And, you know, because if you close your eyes and just listen, he's never different. He, he I, I'm not saying he's like, I'm not being Mr. Like actor on, on stage thespian, but you don't get lost in his performances yet. Somehow you fucking do. Like, <laughs> like, he's not any different in any of them. Like you close your eyes, you could, you could exchange a Deadpool scene audio, like just listening as you, as much as you could as seen from. Van Wilder in a heartbeat, like, <laughs> like Van Wilder's assistant was a little Indian guy, and his little Indian friend in Deadpool was the the taxi driver. Like, it's not a stretch, <laughs> but it still works. That was that's that's uh, what's his face, uh, Cal Penn. Yeah, who just came out? Not came out that way. Well, actually, I, he did come out talking about he's engaged to like a longtime producing partner. I don't say, I wouldn't say he came out, but like that news came out, but he just came out um, on the news, like massively hitting the racism in Hollywood. Interesting. A lot of interesting articles, like interesting, fascinating side note. But I mean, um, I was like, you know, mad props to that guy just in general for like whatever your political lean in general, but I mean, I think everybody forgets he literally stopped acting and joined the Obama campaign. <laughs> I, is wild, I, uh, yeah, you know? like very few. I remember he was on K-Rock in L.A. Uh, interviewed, not as Cal Penn, the actor, but as Cal Penn, like the right. middleman the for political, the Obama campaign. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's, that's, he just wanted to be part of part of it. That's that's kind of amazing. Yeah, that's Harold Kumar. That? Go to, yeah, Harold Kumar go to White Castle guy is on my news talking about Obama. What the hell's going on in this world? <laughs> But uh, I don't know. Like, I would say anybody watch it. It's fun as hell. You don't have to think hard. You just get a lot of popcorn. You watch it. Ryan Reynolds is, successfully pulls off being Ryan Reynolds in another at like a another hero at a place like uh, unaware of his powers guy. Um, cool little like sweet love story. 
CG, uh, Mo and I talked about this. They can't get rid of Henry Cavill's mustache, but they can do an entire action fight with who we know it's a CG face replacement amalgamation of Ryan Reynolds and that giant Ryan Reynolds. And that's not too much of a spoiler. They can do an entire yeah. CG fight, yet DC couldn't get their shit together and get rid of a mustache. You know, yeah. so that was supposed on. to be The Rock, but I guess he couldn't do it last minute. That would have been funny. Oh, I would. Uh, I would even have fallen for that. The Rock is in the movie. He lends his voice to one of the bank robbers You're as like voiceover. Oh, yeah. <sighs> okay. See, I'm a massive hypocrite because I'm tired of this little like. Uh, bro thing in all the movies or like this little in like little close network like um will ferrell and um who's the director of all the will ferrell movies adam mckay yeah like they i'll do that you and i'll do the same thing <laughs> but currently i'm just <laughs> jealous of it but yeah I, I get it like the whole ryan reynolds hugh jackman bro bromance and all that thing fun as hell tons of i actually want to re i might rewatch it tonight to be honest because i gotta stay on this weird night shift schedule but i might rewatch it tonight because there's tons of little inside jokes if you don't get the captain america joke you need to revoke your nerd card like yes yes a hundred percent it's not subtle but if you don't get the music cue like the whole nine yards brilliant and then There's some great action yes some great just comedy and and slapstick yes all throughout. Yes. And, you know, I totally teared up at the end of the movie because yes. I was like, I hope he fucking makes it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was the same. I was the same. And I've been like really like, again, it goes back to the whole, um, I always forget the name of the TV show, the TV show with Jason Bateman, the comedy. Oh, Arrested Development. Okay. I always go back to this reference that you and I talked about that you exposed me to with Ben Stiller and Jason Bateman in the split screen where they weren't even on set. <laughs> And COVID has made me like highly pissed off about all the compromises and all the digital backgrounds. Mandalorian, to their credit, did amazing shit because of the LED backgrounds. But I've been sick and tired of them like forcing movies out during COVID when we all knew they were like Jungle Cruise, love or hate the rock, whatever. But it is 99.9999% digital background to the point where it's like, are they even in a real world ever? But to Free Guy's credit, it, it, it were it was a it was it was a tool that made sense in this and so like I didn't get distracted by that. Um, Ryan Reynolds is amazing. The female that the fact I think she really is British, right? The actress. I think so. I watched I'm the extras sure. and I think her interview voice was British. And she goes back and forth, and it shows. It, it was a sweet little psychological. Yeah, Jodie Comer. Comer. Yeah, I can't I remember how British. to pronounce her last name. It, it's uh, yeah, no, she is. She yeah, is. it's an interesting psychological deep dive into like how deep people get in it. Like, what was that movie with Gerard Butler? Gamer. This wasn't too far from yes. Gamer, to be honest. Yeah. Which was very interesting. No, but Gamer, but just Gamer, went Gamer the had their finger on the pulse of where things were going, and like it was this too, is it was definitely just too soon. <laughs> yeah, but this is like the evolution, the evolution of that. The next step. I mean, this is what Ready Player One was also yes. kind of similar yeah. to. This is Gamer, Ready Player One, uh, Free Guy, and Matrix, but fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, who else? Ryan Reynolds is in it. That, well, yeah, actually, there's no Taika Waititi is steals every scene he's in um the yeah, guy yeah. from uh i'll give the guy from uh the tv show um on netflix the, joe keery of stranger things yes he 
I loved him in this, honestly. Like I actually he's, I, he's he really he's very enjoyable to watch in Stranger Things, but he like had a redemptive comedic spin on this. Um so yeah, I don't yeah. I don't think we've ever Lil Ray. I love Lil Lil Rel. Lil Rel, I love him. Which he's one funny was he? as fuck. Oh, he's, he he's was free guy. He's guy's best friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's right. He was brilliant. Like, he's he's great. I love that dude just in general. But like having him in this role was so fun. Yeah, where he drops his like gun belt every time. <laughs> so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> it's a good Scott and I. Have ta- I think we've talked about some D movies. This is definitely a good just make popcorn if you drink, have a beer, and enjoy the movie. And you can escape. Like I always talk about like the, the thing that sucks about good movies, whether you're watching some deep, deep, deep movie. Like I would say if the fountain were in theaters when I first saw it or um, and this is you come out to the parking lot. And you're like, oh, reality. And this allows you to escape from that reality for an hour and a half and go, ha, ah, I laughed. No deep message. Yeah. I didn't get beat over the head with some deep like l- policy or philosophy. It was just fun. Yeah, there were some like undertones. <laughs> of like where we are in the world as far as like people delving into like person personas and avatars and all that. But I dig, I actually, I've almost sold myself to watch it again at night. <laughs> I don't have, we don't have, I don't think we've ever touched on a rating system, but I guess out of five, how many mustaches would you give it out of five mustaches? Ooh. <laughs> the five mustaches 4.5 out of five mustaches. I'll just, for the sake of diversity, do four out of five. I agree with the four and a half, but I can't, I can't, I can't, uh, cotton to your four and a half. <laughs> All right. And we will now, uh, wrap this up. And that was nerd chat with Jeff and Scott. All right. So we are rounding out over an hour, but you know what? I've not been on the air for over two years. So being long winded, that's not too shabby. Scott is going to stick with me. We are going to continue to my favorite game, the only game I actually play on this show, and I stole it from stole it from a podcaster I love, and took my own spin on it. But this is going to be cowboy term or sex term. Yeah! All right, so cowboy term or sex term for those who are new uh, or need refreshed. Basically, I'm going to say a phrase and Scott, who is either the reigning champion or just pretty much the only person that answers my phone call <laughs> is going to continue <laughs> playing cowboy term or sex term. But what happens is I, I, I read a phrase or a term or a word that hope, my hope is it's nebulous enough that you can't tell what it is. And then I, Scott has to tell me what he thinks it is, cowboy term or sex term. And then prior to me actually giving him the right answer, he then has to commit to his theoretical diagnoses, if you will, and then give a definition of what he thought it was. The funny part is, is let's say it's this very innocuous cowboy term like stirrup and he comes and calls it a sex term and it comes up with this heinous, heinous and has to be PG-13 or less, heinous, heinous, heinous description of what it was when in reality it was just a simple little leather strap on a horse and it gives kind of a reveal in Scott's demented mind if he's yeah, helped, I would just like to on... say that a leather strap is never just a leather strap yeah, exactly <laughs> with great leather straps comes great responsibility so uh with cowboy term or sex term a, a lot of game shows and my brain just doesn't work this way actually one of the ones I the one I stole it from is if Scott says 
cowboy term and its sex term, he would play a sound clip saying to what it like uh, there was a, wrong, a clip for wrong sound or a sound for wrong and a sound for right. The sound I will play in post, Scott won't hear this, is the term or the sound it is. So if you hear, if it's a cowboy term, you're going to hear this. If it's a sex term, you're going to hear this. I'm bringing sexy back. Regardless of what Scott said. So, oh, Duke, yeah. so Duke Nukem, if it's a, ca- a sex term, yeehaw, if it's a cowboy term. So uh, being that it's been two years and Scott and I are just kind of winging it right now, I have not prepared anything. I have two tabs up that if I die, I need my mother to understand why these are up. And right off the bat, <laughs> I'm already so happy. First one, cowboy term or sex term, Scott. Choke strap. Choke strap. Cowboy term oh or sex term. Well, this goes perfectly with what I said at the beginning. A leather strap is never just a leather strap. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> but because it's so specific, I'm going to have to say cowboy term. Okay. Cowboy term is your theory and your theoretical <sighs> definition. I'm going to go with maybe like the saddle strap beneath that goes underneath the horse and if not that maybe like one of the straps that goes right around the horse's neck okay it was a cowboy term so he got it right i don't knock points for not getting a definition right that's just an ancillary bonus for our our entertainment Uh, but a a choke strap the thing you're thinking about that goes under the horse is actually called a girth girth strap for those who care Uh, Uh, but a choke strap is just a man's necktie According to this well, website. Son of a bitch. Yeah, according to this website. Yeah. yeah. How about that? Silkstrap. <laughs> As always, these tickle me more than anybody else. And that's all that matters because <laughs> it's the land of Boz, not the land of you. I mean, I know what I'm going to call my ties from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, where's my choke strap? All right. Hey, baby, can you bring me a choke strap? And with the mustache, that, the mustache it sells. You need like a bolo, the bolo tie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving Why don't on. You bring that choke strap over here, darling. Oh, I lost the one I was going to use. Where'd it go? Okay. <laughs> nah, that's that's obvious. Now that I re now that I re listen to it, it was the one I was going to use is fair fair f a f a i r to midland. Three words: fair oh, to midland. Okay. It sounded funny to me at first, but it's definitely cowboy terms. <laughs> Uh, but for yeah, I would I would have said cowboy yeah, term to feel pretty good in a good mood. So it's like, hey, how are you? Huh? I'm fair to middling. Yeah, yeah, fair to middling. Mostly okay. Okay. <laughs> cowboy term or sex term number two for Scott Spinner. S P I N N E R. Cowboy term or sex term? Spinner. Oh God. <laughs> And again, when he, defines these, when he defines these, he has to use a PG-13, which is even more fun because he has to dance around it. But for now, cowboy term or sex term. I feel like this is going to be one of those ones that I get wrong, but I'm going to go sex term. <laughs> okay. Uh, how do I even describe this? <laughs> this is why I put this a, game. There's a phrase that I've heard that says, Sit and sit on it and spin. Okay, that was the first thing I thought of. I won't lie. Um, 
So I feel like it could be that adjacent. And the only other definition that's coming to mind for spinner is... I don't think this is going to be good. <laughs> I have a bad feeling about this one. Uh, okay. So the only other definition that I can think of that maybe makes sense is like, I don't know, like not maybe somebody that like kind of goes around a group of friends or like a circle of people. Okay. Like a so group they, kind of thing. Kind of, okay. but like they just they just kind of like sleep around with everybody in, in a particular group on okay. a regular basis. That's okay. that's the most PG version I can think of <laughs> yeah. to describe that because I can think of a worse one. Oh, but yeah. I don't want to be wrong and yeah. have it on tape. <laughs> exactly. So Scott said sex term, not a cowboy term, and the answer is I'm bringing sexy back. Correct. Sex term. You were right. And I now struggle with, I actually have the definition here in front of me, and then I have to find a way to dance around it in a PG-13 or less uh, aspect. Oh, I'm so excited. Actually, it's, I think this is PG-13 word for word. All right, spinner. An adult actress or prostitute with a tiny frame, usually very thin and having small breasts. The, yeah, I'll, I'll edit the following. The man, this this falls in sync with what you thought with the whole other thing. The man would purportedly be able to spin the woman around on his, possibly okay. inducing dizziness, right. among other things. That's about what I thought then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Scott's two for two on Cowboy Turbo Sex. All term. right, that's a strong, that's strong yeah, record so far. Not bad. You know? Two years off, you're right back. All right. Got to keep my got to keep my championship over here. Yeah. Your lack of competition, but still, you're a winner. All right, Cowboy Trevor, sex room number three. <laughs> made his jack. Three words: made m a d e space his h i s space jack j a c k like the name. Made his oh, jack. Good Cowboy Trevor, sex room. This is. I think this. I mean, you clearly updated. picked this for for the easy ambiguity of it all. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Because I can see this going two different ways. And I'm going to have to pick one. But I'm going to say it so it's on the record. Okay. I can see in a cowboy term sense, like making his, making his jack or getting, what was it? Uh, made, as in past tense, his jack. All right. <laughs> I feel like that could easily be a way of saying like he made his money or he like did what he was supposed to do kind of thing. Um and in a sex term, I could see it very easily. I mean, Jack, it's it, it's right there. Like, <laughs> made his Jack. He 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 got he got where he needed to go. If you catch my drift. <laughs> All right. So you're gonna say which term are you committing to then? I don't. That's the thing. I'm not sure <laughs> which one it is. I don't know. I feel like I'll at least know if I'm wrong. I was probably close. <laughs> Valid, valid. Argument. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with cowboy term. Okay, Scott says cowboy term, and is it a cowboy term or a sex term? <laughs> cowboy term, three for three, bro. Woo! And definition is just for entertainment, not for points. Cowboy term made his jack. Not too far off, actually. Uh, he hit his target. Hey! So well done. All 
right. All right. Uh, so we got three. Uh, we'll do four. Oof. God, I'm going to hell for this one. Being up. God, that's a tough one. All right. Uh, mm. All right. I'm going to go with. <sighs> Cowboy term or sex term? Number four. Scott's three for three. See what if he can pull four for four or three out of four. 75% is passing in college. A doctor that gets a 75% in medical school, still called a doctor. Yeah, that's something everybody should think about, just FYI. No, I know. Trust me. My doc, my dad, a physician, told me that long ago before I even heard it as a real joke. So, what do you, yeah, what's the joke? Like, what do you call a doctor who graduated at 70% as a doctor? Or what do you call a person that graduated 70% in medical school? Doctor. <laughs> I mean, all right. Number four. Pig roast. Cowboy term or sex term? Oh boy. A pig roast. P-I-G space R-O-A-S-T. Pig roast. Cowboy and it is pig term. roast, right? Not spit roast. <laughs> Let me scroll down alphabetically. No. Pig roast. <laughs> At least on this website, there is no spit roast or spig roast. It could be any of the above. Mm, okay. Pig, as so in pig roast. swine. Roasting. Like they do it on Comedy Central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because the word pig is being used. This is the best website ever. <laughs> because pig is oh, being so used good. and not something worse, I'm going to say cowboy term. Uh, I see where you're going there. Okay. Okay, cowboy and, term. Uh, and your guest definition. It's either exactly what it sounds like, roasting okay. a fucking pig. Excuse my language. Whoops. Uh, or, <laughs> or, uh, I don't know. I feel like it's something like, uh, like a weird turn of phrase about something you do, like a, you know, like a turkey shoot, for example, okay. or like shooting fish in a barrel, something oh, okay. of that, something okay. along those lines. All right. So kind of a metaphorical reference. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Scott says cowboy term gave us a, pretty uh, respectable definition and is it a cowboy term or a sex term it is a i'm bringing sexy back sex term son of a <laughs> three for four you're still a doctor <laughs> uh, dr scott of the cowboy term or sex term pig roast but i'm not making the good money yeah i know yeah you're you're in a you're in an urgent care you're not at a hospital <laughs> i got a mid-tier practice in iowa <laughs> You're going to dock in the box in North Hollywood. <laughs> All right. Pig roast. Actually, they worded it. So I would having, quote unquote, this is their writing, having relations, quote unquote, with a woman from not in the front while she is. N this, the word isn't PG, isn't rated R, but contextually it feels rated R. Um, I don't want to say the opposite of it because that makes it even worse. Uh, doing what? Okay. Having quote unquote relations from a, with a woman from not in the front while she is doing what a vacuum does on another man's, and this is their word, tummy stick. Oh, God. Have you ever heard that word? <laughs> I, 
I've heard other versions that are better. Uh, okay, so that pig roast. Is, See if I can say that again. A pig roast having quote unquote relations with a woman from not in front while she is doing what a vacuum does on another man's tummy stick. So wait a minute, I, that is a spit roast. I, yeah, I'm picturing like yeah, the pig on the sticks that they're spitting over a fire. Okay. See, I was right. I should have just stuffed my hands. <laughs> All right. Like, so. why would they call it a pig roast? <laughs> That's not what it's called. Uh, I've also heard that called, if there's a high five involved, the Eiffel Tower. Not better, but that's... <laughs> the pig roast and spit roast make more sense, because everybody... I mean, we've all... They did that in um, Return of the Jedi with them over the fire. I mean, they weren't inside. They were hanging, but, I mean... I guarantee you there's a lot of people who just listened to that just now and were like, wait, what? What did they do in Return of the Jedi? That didn't happen. The fuck movie did you see? <laughs> Where did the bamboo shoot go? No. Yeah, to be clear, they were tied to the thing. It was similar-ish. Right, right. <sighs> well, on that note, uh, that was Cowboy Turbo's sex term uh, with Scott, our reigning champion, due to lack of competition. <laughs> So that concludes the two-year hiatus-breaking Land of Boz with Jeff Bosley. Uh, as always, I please go to patreon.com forward slash Jeff Bosley. Check it out if there's anything that inspires you to uh, help fund the life. Great. Um, uh, it's uh, about a year, two and a half years ago, I made this all free. Um, I just let your conscience be your guide. All episodes are free. Um, I try to. I'm going to try and do them more. Um, but at the end of the day, I always, always, always say this: you are the customers, uh, and I am basically your employee. So I do this for you. I don't do this to listen to myself talk. And if there's anything I can do or um, make better or any requests, hit me up on all the platforms. I do my best to um, make this for you. Uh, a huge shout out to Scott. Uh, for the last minute helping me out make the show and thank you to everybody that a little bit of huggy here but you know thank you to everybody that's stuck with me um, we've all had an interesting two years um, you know that I, I know that a giant chunk of a giant thank you goes to all the reacher Bosley for reacher supporters um, I know you've been there um, I have this weird kind of a conflict if you will with the whole um, take care of yourself or a bunch of meat sacks, put your oxygen mask on first metaphor. And also, at, to put it bluntly, supporting and helping strangers that are somehow connected to me, getting something out of what I do. Um, there is something about that. And I never know how to balance that. Uh, but despite how I figure it out or if I ever do, uh, no, I thank you and how much I appreciate you. So thank you for everything you do. Um, but for now, uh, I want to get this on a weekly schedule. I genuinely enjoy, enjoy doing that. I laugh. Um, Scott makes it fun. Um, and as I get my groove back again, uh, this show, I get a lot out of it. It's, just, it's fun as hell, so I really appreciate it. But in the meantime, go to uh, patreon.com forward slash Jeff Bosley. Uh, I'm going to be on Patreon. I'm going to be on iTunes. If you have the time or you're one of those people, go give it a positive review on iTunes. It somehow helps if you do the whole rate review thing. But until then, please go forth, conquer, kick ass, be relentless. Adios.